To celebrate our third anniversary, we're releasing one of our mini bonus episodes from Patreon. Every month on Patreon, Obscure Marvel delves into the weirdest and most ridiculous moments in the history of the Marvel Universe. In this episode, we explore the time Spider-Man met Bill Murray on the set of Saturday Night Live in the 70s. Check us out on patreon.com slash Marvel vs. Marvel. Welcome to the September edition of Obscure Marvel. It's a spin-off show where me and Will encounter and uh, dive into the most obscure and ridiculous <laughs> characters and stories in Marvel history to try and dispel the uh, the grandeur that some people think Marvel has. If you watch these MCU movies, you can think, oh, Marvel, it's all well put together and it's all intricate and well written and all the characters are like Thanos. No! It's full of insane people and weird, weird stories. And uh, we should do more of that because I think sometimes the grandeur and the, uh, the, the the splendor and all of that can be a little intimidating to people. And I don't want there to be anyone intimidated by Marvel. It's nonsense books written by drug addicts. Hello, I'm Rob Walton and I'm joined on the show by Mr. Angon. He's not blinked in a while. Is he still with us? <laughs> Will? Oh, there he is. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I thought not... your screen had frozen. No, no, I'm just incredibly focused on this episode, Rob. How dare you criticize so me? So focused you're not blinking. So, so, well, the thing is, I'm wearing contact lenses. I don't need to blink when I'm wearing them for some reason. We are back from our summer break. Mm. Um, a little fun to be a little bit reinvigorated, rejuvenated. And we haven't done Obscure Marvel in a little while, so I'm looking forward to this. And we've got we've got a cool one for you today, Will. A cool one? Well, it's not a character today, Will. Oh? It's a story. Ooh. And we talked about it, we teased it in our uh, The Wolverine episode. <laughs> I don't like, I, I hate it when you have to, you know, when, when there's a the, so you can't say in our Wolverine episode, you have to go in our The, I hate like that. The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. Like it, it anything you know anything with the I'm very like. So you think it should have been Falcon and Winter Soldier? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So there is natural in that. The there is so natural it it flies through. They're not. How come it's not the She Hulk? It's just She Hulk, but he gets the Hulk. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Okay. So not an obscure character. But a ridiculous story from the annals of Marvel time in today's episode featuring Saturday Night Live. And this is, I want to say this up front, this is all canon. This is all continuity. This all definitely happened. Um, I, and and I, I don't know. I don't know, Will. Do you think you're ready for this? I don't know if you're ready for this one. You, you showed me Nazi bees. Uh, Nazi bee man you've shown me a guy who can apparently communicate through CB radios and that's it <laughs> look, look I, it's not a matter about me being ready it's a matter of uh, uh, me 
Actually, no, it's just a matter of just getting through it. We just need to get through this. <laughs> Powering through. Barrel through this. Don't even look behind. Don't even stop to breathe. Let's just get through this. Much like Ulysses Archer. Don't don't look behind you on the highway. <laughs> just keep trucking. Um, <laughs> right, I'll hand the reins of the show over to you then. This is your uh, special spin-off podcast. What do you want to know? What do I want to know uh, about this story? Well, you have to do the bit where you use your catchphrase. Uh, I mean, you can't do it. You can't do it to this one, I guess. But see if you can improv, improv a new catchphrase. Uh, so, Rob, <laughs> tell me, what is the Marvel loser story this month? <laughs> yeah, we did some work that, doesn't it? Um, yeah, that's what happens when you spring things on me. It's oh, <laughs> that would work perfect in our next episode because I know who we're going to do. Surprise we'll me in rehearsal, later. Rob. Don't surprise me on live television. <laughs> Let's go to 1978 and a Marvel comic called Marvel Team Up. Um, Marvel Team. Well, actually, okay, we'll go to the history first. Right, first of all, you, we, we've kind of given away what the what the issue is. So, open that that first image that I sent you. This is the cup, the front cover of Marvel Team Up seventy four from nineteen seventy eight. Ooh, uh, look at that! Can you describe what you're seeing? Well, there is a, a first person perspective samurai fight happening. We see a big sword held by some what appears to be silver hands. And there's it's the silver samurai. Is that yeah. is the silver samurai? We see it from their perspective, and they're facing uh, a more traditional samurai. He's got the robes on. He's got, I think. Side- well, that's that's John Belushi. That's jo- Is that John Belushi? Oh yeah, John Belushi. <laughs> that's John Belushi oh, behind a- him. Yeah, is Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> oh my god, it is just over it? his shoulder. Yeah. Um, uh, and what what are we seeing? What what what's who's saying what? What's going on? Well, John Belushi, uh, when he's not stuffing his face with food. Uh, is saying what appears to be Japanese, which surprised yeah. me. He did not strike me as the kind of person the, who... There's the, the kanja on the, on the screen. Sorry? The kanja is on the screen. What's the kanja mean? That's the word for the... That's those the, the, the that's their language, how they... How they oh, right. right, okay. That's what you say for that rather than, I guess, alphabet, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And then behind him is Spider-Man swinging in, look like he's doing a stop and saying, Belushi, no, that samurai's for real. <laughs> uh, and this is right. the not ready for prime time players, which is the weird name they informal name for the something like so let's break this down a little bit um because you're gonna need a little context before the mad fever dream begins um marvel team up uh is a a comic book for from uh, started in 1972 and it was originally gonna be spider-man and the human torch paired together teaming up as it were as the permanent headliners of the series in every issue Okay. But after like three issues, the, the 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 creators went, "Oh, this is this is very dull and restricting." Where they fired the Human Torch, and Marvel Team Up became Spider Man and a rotating guest star mm. every issue. So every month there was a different superhero or somebody that would be the guest star of the story with Spider Man. So it's always Spidey and then another dude or lady, late dude, lady, lady, dude. That's Marvel Team Up. Does that make sense? That make no, no. That makes perfect sense, mate. You did not and need to explain it too much to me because I'm quite. It's clever. usually like a, a one and done. Like it's normally yeah. a slightly more frivolous story. Um, it's never that involved, and there's not like a story arc going on. 
Now we're going to have to explain Saturday Night Live to people who may not have ever come across it. (laughs) Um, The TV series on NBC in America started in 1975. Mm. Um, Late night uh, sketch comedy show and variety show. There's music, there's sketches, it's always topical. Um, It's uh, poking fun at politics and the news of the week. Um, Created by Lorne Michaels... Dick Ebersole. It went on after the seventies to sp- to spin out movies like Wayne's World, yeah. Coneheads, it, um, and things like that. As far as American uh, mainstream comedy goes, it's the pathway to to fame. To fame, isn't it? Pretty much, it is now. It is. It wasn't back then. No, back in the nineteen in seventies, um, it was a lot more outsider and mm. a lot more. It was very hip. It was very cool. Um, 1978 it had started to become a late night mainstream hit but late night still was not outside of the tonight show mm-hmm. late night was not exactly very mainstream it had created a brand new star in chevy chase he had just left to go on to become a major hollywood actor mm. but it 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 was in the in the 70s it was not like it was not something that people aspired to get on and be on and do like it is now yeah to become a big star but it was starting it really captured something kind of electric um in 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 the kind of people that watch late night television and it was it would would go on to become like you say a staple of american kind of tv and culture oh it is it's it's, it's, it's such a big thing we don't really have an equivalent here apart from i think the closest thing we have is like Footlights or whatever at Cambridge, which is a t- totally different thing. It's not a TV show. We tried. They they exported it in the early eighties. They there was, did try um, here. Saturday night and then Friday night, um, or Saturday Live. It was called and then Friday Live, and it didn't quite work. It did make some big years. names in this country, like uh, Fry and Laurie and Rick Mail and, and Adrian Edmonds. Ben Elton. It, they were all on. Yeah, all on it. Uh, also, I remember going <laughs> when I was in New York in two thousand seventeen. I ended up at someone's flat, and they were all watching Saturday Night Live. As it was happening just up the road, and it was mm. the it was incredible because I only ever watched the past clips on YouTube, but now I'm watching it on TV as it's happening. It was mm. just a, an experience. It was a very in the seventies. It's quite a counterculture thing that's becoming mm. big. A lot like David Letterman um, was yeah. counterculture, but became big. And this might seem weird: Marvel and Spider Man with a very hip counterculture <laughs> TV show, but the nineteen seventies. Marvel was a lot hipper than it, it was in the sixties and it was in the eighties. It was it was a lot more counterculture as well. Characters like Howard the Duck. Mm. We talked about how like popular he was in the counterculture kind of scene. Doctor Strange, the Silver Surfer, who'd had all these rock songs and pop songs and psychedelic songs written about them and yeah. were part of these these very subversive movements or their images were used. So Marvel had quite was popular in quite subversive circles and mm. Saturday Night Live at this I can't seem to say that Saturday Night Live SNL SNL uh, <laughs> was was one of the most subversive admittedly mainstream but one of the most mm. subversive things on on sort of in in the mainstream of of pop culture so they do slightly likely go hand in hand sort of okay that explains that it's just this, it's just weird looking back at it and not thinking Saturday Night Live is a mainstay of television yeah. Now the cast of Saturday Night Live who were go- SNL flipping heck who are going to appear in this issue um uh, for us all to Dan Aykroyd, mm. John Belushi, 
Um, Bill Murray, who was just absolutely no profile at the time, an unknown actor. Um, <laughs> Belushi and Aykroyd are 78, so they're just about to leave the series to go and do Blues Brothers and make <sighs> themselves very, very famous. Uh, Jane Curtin, who was doing um, the, the big um, weekly uh, news update as well. Um, uh, uh, Garrett Morris, uh, Lorraine Newman, and Gilda Radner are the cast of Saturday Night Live. Are we ready to dig into this? Yes. (laughs) So, Peter Parker and Mary Jane are on a date, and Pete has got them uh, tickets to Saturday Night Live because you don't have to pay, and Peter Parker is a broke, broke boy. (laughs) So, they're they're late, they're rushing out the taxi, they're heading into 30 Rock, the uh, Rockefeller Center, which is, of course, the home of Saturday Night Live, a load of NBC things like... um, David Letterman show and things, but also it's the fictional home of of uh, Thirty Rock, which is one of the best uh, sitcoms you'll ever see. Yes, um, agreed. Meanwhile, John Belushi is in his dressing room, mm. struggling to deal with his ring. Now, <laughs> <laughs> why did you phrase it like that, Rob? Why? Why? <laughs> you just went in there going. Hmm. Should, should I should I clarify mid sentence? No, just shove it out there. Okay, okay. Saturday Night Live has been sent in the post a weird glowing ring, and now uh, John Belushi has got the ring stuck on his finger. Can't get it off. They're about to start filming the show live uh he's trying to uh yank this thing this ring off uh it keeps glowing no one knows why it's glowing and the rest of the cast are stood around making fun of him <laughs> because they all think he's been drunk again yeah so dan Aykroyd says he can't believe john belushi smashed her a load of beers and got so drunk he stuck his finger in a weird glowing ring and can't get it out. Now, just FYI, uh, John Belushi died a couple of years after this issue, after a four-day bender of booze, heroin, and cocaine. So yeah. it's a very weird opening for the story. <laughs> he, he, he lived quite a life. Uh, he was going. If you look up the uh, what the film Ghostbusters was going to be, there were so many different ideas. The original Ooh. lineup of the characters was going to be, I think, Aykroyd. Uh, Bill Murray and Belushi and Eddie Murphy. I think at one point before Bill Murray got involved, it was going to be another dearly departed uh, Saturday Night Live uh, bloke, uh, John Candy. He was going to be mm. in it at one point. And 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 Belushi lives on in which character? Slimer in Ghostbusters. Slimer is allegedly based on John, John Belushi. Belushi. <laughs> Silver Samurai's here. He's going to kill everyone. Um, the Silver Samurai is just walking around backstage at 30 Rock, uh, the, the TV studio. He's got a whole bunch of goons. Backstage, somehow, they're walking around. They've got, they seem like they've got their own rehearsal space. And all these goons, like a plethora of bad guys, standing around watching the Silver Samurai as he slowly takes off his suit and gets undressed and then slowly <laughs> puts on his, his Silver Samurai outfit, all made of metal. And um, the Silver Samurai explains that uh, he is there to recover. His very important ring. And there's no further explanation of this given. But there's a very important ring, and he's given his word that he's going to recover it tonight. Because 
it has accidentally been sent to John Belushi at Saturday Night Live <laughs> in the post. <laughs> there was a postal mix-up. That's the whole trigger for this story. This is the setup <sighs> for the plot. <laughs> um, so there, and he says, "Oh, um, we've got to get it tonight. It has to be tonight, otherwise, I broke my oath." So we don't want to attract a whole lot of superheroes because we're in the middle of Manhattan. They they breed like cockroaches around here. So we're going to move very very carefully. We don't want to cause a lot of chaos. But FYI, if we have to, we're going to murder everyone in the building. Um, <laughs> uh, so Peter Parker and Mary Jane take their seats to watch Saturday Night Live. Um, who do you think sat behind them? What, in, in the audience? In the audience. The Silver Samurai. No. Human versions of the Muppets Statler and Waldorf. No. I don't know why. That they, they <laughs> Human d- versions of Statler and Waldorf. They just stuck them. Did they actually say anything catty? Yes, there's two old geezers. You only see from the behind and the side, yeah. but they immediately start to heckle Peter Parker and call each other Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Just, so I don't know how that got past the uh, the lawyers, but there it is. Don't suppose you got the, uh, the any of the lines they said, because I do enjoy their wit. Oh, it, it's just, uh, I got not to memory, but it's just down in front. What do you think you're doing? And the other guy's like, you tell him, you old coozer. It's just that, yeah. Um, could be worse. We could be stuck <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good impression. I'm Thanks. liking it. Thank you. Um, also, Mary Jane immediately stops talking to Peter and starts flirting with the very handsome man sat next to her. More on that later. Um and then live from Saturday, live from New York it's Saturday night the show starts with musical guest Rick Jones no so I sidebar <laughs> the Hulk's teenage sidekick Rick Jones is also a folk and country music star occasionally when the plot needs it I I, I got to let you in on a secret here when I said no my mind actually autocorrected <laughs> to Rick James. And I was like, how many you always make that joke? And then, and then, and then I realised afterwards. Wait a minute, that 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 reaction was still valid. Oh, right, why still is relevant. Rick, why is Rick Jones? Rick Jones, psychic to the Hulk, yeah. fake Bucky, rejected Bucky. One time he tries to be Bucky and Cap screams at him and nearly hits him. Because mm. um, Rick Jones has been helping Cap and the Avengers out. And one day he's like, I know what will help Cap get through his PTSD about his dead sidekick. I'll put on his clothes and walk around. And Cap flips out and he's like, ah! Has a massive trauma flashback. And Cap's like, oh, I guess I could hit a child. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so that's the musical guest. Guess who the host is of Saturday Night Live? Of the celebrity guest of Saturday Night oh, Live God. in the Marvel Universe. Is it Stan Lee? It's Stan Lee! Uh-huh. <laughs> hey there, true believers! <laughs> Because it's it's was was well established in the nineteen sixties that the Marvel Marvel Comics exists in the Marvel universe. They are a company that published comic books based on the adventures of real life superheroes. So Stan Lee and everyone at Marvel also exists in the Marvel universe. God, it's and like tonight two mirrors against each other. <laughs> he's hosting SNL, and it's not that odd because Stan Lee in the seventies was a was like a party mainly in the LA scene. Mm. Like he went, to, he was Playboy Mansion. He's he's like a swinging seventies 
Kazakhstan. Um, so he was like, and he was doing loads more publicity um, for for Marvel as the comics get this, get hip, get this counterculture thing <laughs> as they are featured in songs. As we, you know, we we, we get the seventies um, Spider Man cartoon series and stuff, and you know, there's there's the Hulk series and all of that. He stands out there and about and. Um, well, you know, Stan's got a monologue because that's how you open Saturday Night Live. Uh, <laughs> would you like to hear Stan's monologue? Yeah, go on then. It's full of, you know what? I can 100% hear Stan Lee doing this. Yeah. It's that cheesy. Oh, um, for, for those of you who've been living in Siberia for the last few years, I'm the guy that runs Marvel Comics. Now, a lot of people think that's really neat. <laughs> But have you ever tried getting through a story conference with The Thing and the audience is wetting themselves? That's so funny. Imagine, ah, imagine talking to The Thing. And, ah. and then Stanley's like a classic stand-up. He's like, ah, but deep down, Ben Grimm's a really nice guy. I, I saw him the other day. I saw him the other day. And I said, Ben, how are you? And he said, not too good. In fact, Stan... I'm feeling a little rocky. And oh. the audience falls about the place. It's the funniest thing they've ever heard. <laughs> the director Bloody actually hell. says, he's no Steve Martin, but he's not bad. That's he's Stanley. no Steve Martin, but he's not bad. Can you imagine Stan... Uh, no wonder Stan Lee published this book and approved it. Of course. <laughs> he's like, it? yeah... I would I, be. Uh, I would great be interested in sort of, but not really hosting Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, so, uh, backstage, Bill Murray uncovers the Silver Samurai and his goons and decides to attack them. So, Bill Murray picks up Mjolnir and starts fighting. <laughs> Bloody hell! Uh, it's a, it's it's a prop hammer. Okay, um, not the molten on you. N- no, I was no. like, because how ridiculous is this going to get, Rob? If anyone's worthy, oh, <laughs> it's, oh, it's the I voice see. of Garfield. Um, it's the voice of Garfield. Oh boy, oh boy. So I'm glad it, he's not here to hear that. Because because Stanley is the host of the show on Saturday Night Live, they've got a a bunch of props and costumes. Do a load of Marvel superhero sketches. So Bill Murray picks up the prop Mjolnir and like bashes one of the goons from behind. No one else steals it, sees it. He steals the clothes so he can pretend to be a a, a goon and sneak up on the Silver Samurai. <laughs> Bill Murray's got a plan. <laughs> um, a, a big fight breaks out. Uh, Lorraine Newman is in costume as Carol Danvers, Ms. Marvel. Um, and she runs out into the hall to chase after the bad guys. And the Silver Surface goons are so stupid, they think that Lorraine Newman is the real Carol, the real Ms. Marvel. And they're like, ah, oh, no, superhero! And they all start running away. Meanwhile, Bill Murray and Gilda Radner grab a live electrical wire, electrical cable, <laughs> and use it to electrocute a metal catwalk to electrocute a whole bunch of bad guys. Bloody hell. Maybe to death. We don't know. Um, also, Lorne Michaels has been kidnapped <laughs> by the Silver Samurai. Um, he's the guy that created Sutton Night Live, and he was a bit of a major figure on TV in the seventies. Do you do you know a fun uh, fun fact? Do you know uh, Mike Myers? Yeah, Doctor, there we go. Doctor Evil voice. The whole character. Yeah. The whole character is apparently yeah an impression of Lord Michaels. It's based on Dana Carvey's impression of Lord Michaels. 
Dana Carvey was always the better impersonator of, of anything, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a little person. bit of bad blood between them about over that. Oh. Because he was never, uh, Mike Myers never kind of acknowledged anywhere that it was. Oh. Like, Dana Carvey was the first person in, on Saturday Night Live to do an, a great, an impression of Lorne Michaels, and he killed everyone behind the scenes with it. And then the next thing he knows, he's watching this movie that he's got no part in, and there's Mike Myers doing, like, essentially his impression of Lorne Michaels. In Um, this country, Dana Carvey... Uh, is just known for Wayne's World, but then you dig into it, and you and like I watched him on Larry Sanders. I watched his stand-up special a, a few years back, and it's like the guy's uh, knack for impersonations is incredible. His Bush is amazing. If, mm. if you get a chance, there's a series of short, um, funny podcasts that he does with with Conan O'Brien that are oh, hilarious. Amazing. It's just conversational improv, and it's great. Anyway. Spider-Man, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and the others are charging around the corridors of 30 Rock fighting bad guys. Um, That's when they find a hungover John Belushi dressed up as a racially insensitive Japanese character. This is something I can imagine John Belushi doing without blinking. He's been in his dressing room. He doesn't know what's been going on. He's getting ready to do a, a, a very racist sketch. So he's wearing a kimono. He's got a terrible traditional old Japanese sort of wig hair thing on. Yeah. He's carrying around a katana. Silver Samurai sees John Belushi being all <laughs> racist and <laughs> flips out. He screams. He charges his energy sword with energy, and he's like, "There's nothing sacred. You dare to mock my culture!" And then he tries to kill John Belushi. <laughs> and then we find out that John Belushi is actually somehow really good at sword fighting, and he's now in a sword fight with a mutant samurai. Have you seen it? Have you seen that clip and stuff where he does the, the backflips and stuff and the tumbles? I can imagine that guy being somehow good at sword fighting. I, I mean, okay, you're going to try and say this is plausible. That's a weird hill to die on, Will. Uh, Let's see, hills that I've died on so far. John Belushi could, could be a very adequate Japanese sword fighter. Um, so, yeah, uh, Spidey gets involved. <laughs> Silver Samurai hurls his energy sword at Spider-Man, and John Belushi goes, Aha! He is unarmed. This is my chance. And then John Belushi lunges at the Silver Samurai to try and stab him to death. Um, It doesn't quite go his way. The Silver Samurai grabs the mysterious glowing ring off Belushi's finger, starts laughing, and teleports away. And that's the end of the story. We are never told what the ring was. (laughs) We are never told why it was sent to John Belushi at Saturday Night Live. Uh, we're never told what the Silver Samurai is going to do with the ring. The story just ends. Um, wow. and this all, all of it happens in front of the cameras. Uh, 30 Rock, the audience goes mad thinking they've seen a brilliant episode of SNL, albeit one that had no jokes and no comedy. <laughs> and Bill Murray electrocuted a bunch of people, possibly to death. Um... Uh, oh, one the, the final thing we find out that the attractive, handsome man that Mary Jane's been flirting with uh, is actually Ken Morrow, which means nothing now. But in the seventies, Ken Morrow was one of the famous 
Olymp- U.S. Olympic gold medalist. Do win gold? They're the U.S. Olympic uh, ice hockey team from the Miracle on Ice match where they beat Russia, and he uh, was okay. a celebrity in the seventies. And Mary Jane wanted to dump Peter Parker for Ken Morrow. I don't know why that was in the story, but it was. Ken the Morrow end. just just was like, you know what? I fancy doing that costs no money. Being in the audience for Saturday Night Live. I don't know if they asked him. I don't know if they asked any of these people if they wanted to be in this. I don't know how it happened. That you can't weird. get hold of this story because they don't have the right, the, the license and the rights to republish it. Oh god! But it is, it is fully canon. Fully but, canon. But because Marvel exists on a sliding time scale mm. and they have to constantly keep updating the timeline. <laughs> This can't have happened in the 70s. So when it's been referred to uh when it's been referred to in later years yeah. instead of it being John Belushi they've referred yeah. to it being Chris Farley. Chris Farley as, yeah, uh, yeah, fighting yeah. the silver samurai another uh, tragically passed away too soon hilarious funny guy from SNL. I I hope it means in some way that somehow Norm Macdonald was in a canon Marvel comic. <laughs> I've yet to find it. It's a bit after the, this. Um, so, <laughs> there we go. Will, what's your favourite part of this trivia of this episode? What to pick from? I mean, the entire thing's one, <laughs> one, one, one weird bogus thing, isn't it? I mean, what do I go for? I mean, I, I, I don't want to even go near John Belushi. Uh, I, I think... I think uh, Everything is unfolds as I expected, but the fact that those you two- expected this, yeah, well, oh, it's uh, Spider Man's going to team up with uh, SNL. It's going to go exactly like this. This is <laughs> oh, how okay. I pretty much Bill Murray them. killing people with a, yeah. with a live wire on a catwalk. It's the thing. Whenever I hear about oh, we're teaming up, teaming up with uh, famous people, but it's for, you know in a jokey kind of way. It's like oh yeah, those famous people are going to be uncharacteristically good at killing people. That's what. Well, okay. I think the appearance of those two old fellas from the Muppets is up there. <laughs> Just he goes, he goes, oh, oh, quick, we need to push the copyright infringement further. Uh, okay, so then we want a rating like um, zero would be a normal story, five would be a, a, a story so ridiculous you can't believe it was published. Um, what is your uh, score for this? It's hovering around four and five. Ooh, because yeah, it's like I can believe this was published, but at the same time, it's like this is ridiculous. This is <laughs> this is just stupid. I mean, it's look looking, especially looking back on what Saturday Night Live eventually became, it just feels odd. But not, but like I, I swear, we've had odder. Nail it down, then give me a number. I'm going to go with a four. A solid four for Spider-Man, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, John Belushi fighting samurais in 30 Rockefeller Center. Um, We love doing these episodes for you guys. We'll do them each and every month for every single person that that, that subscribes and that that pledges to us and that supports us in such a big way. We love you all. Um, And this month, really, man, this is a big month. If you're at that £3 or that £5 tier to kick it up because the full-length bonus episode for september as we explore spider-man homecoming on the main show it's time for a deep dive into the series that saved spider-man the series that arguably saved marvel comics 
the series that has influenced every Spider-Man movie franchise they've ever done, the year 2000 reboot of Spider-Man, The Ultimate Spider-Man. We're going to dig in to the Ultimate Universe in a way we've never been able to do before. We're going to really pull apart one of the greatest Marvel stories, well, series that's ever been. Um, I'm so excited for this. It's going to be big. Um, that is the full-length bonus episode for September, making this the perfect month to up that pledge get access to all our bonus episodes um download them keep them listen to them again and again there's so much great content out there and it's all waiting for you at that full length that v-i-e-p tier thanks for listening and celebrating our third anniversary for more awesome bonus shows like this, head to patreon.com slash marvel versus marvel. You can support the show, support the community, and get hours and hours and hours of cool bonus shows. Bye.